Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, good people. Welcome to AZ Sports Live. We're streaming live from Hattie B's. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! Fix the hat. Let me, let me fix the hat a little bit. Pow! What's happening, people? We live. We don't hear the clucking. Ain't no clucking going on back there, man. Live at me, wrapping up the week with some hot chicken and some hot takes. We got Patrick Nosey Walker joining us here in a bit. I'm going to pick his brain about what's happening down there at the star. Wait a minute. No music. No what? Check, check. Can you hear me? Check, 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 check. Hello, 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 hello. I'm echoing. Check, check, check. Mic check. One, two. We got the music. What to do? All right, so this is what happens. We're live and had content. All right, let me, uh, let me see here. What about now? Are we live? Are we live? No intro music? What about now? We can hear you, but there's no there's an echo with the music. Okay, we might not, might not be live. What about now? Still no music? Okay, so uh, we probably will not, uh, Eric, we probably won't have Patrick on, so I gotta reach out to Pat and let him know how to get him on today. It's not working. Due to the, yeah, 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 the parameters that we're not on. So, only my voice, mic check one, two. Can you hear me? Can you, can you hear me? I'm getting text messages, it's dead air in the back. I, I really don't know who it wants out Oh, picking up the camera on you. Got you, got you. Mic check one, two. We are live. Let me know if you're good to go. Let's see, let's fix. No, how to be not open. Nope. Still not fixed. Hey, uh, this ain't gonna work. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna come back in Cowboys later because we cannot do the show like this. I will not let that happen. So uh give me a second here. Let me pay this up. We're gonna try to work through this thing, I promise you that.
three, two. Yeah, it's it's not. Check, check, check. I did hear the I heard the music come through. Yeah. Okay, now we're good. Now we're good to go. I tell you what, y'all the best, man. Cause watch this. Three, two, one. Good morning. <laughs> I'll just play it, y'all. Hey, we back. We back. We figured it out. I don't even know what happened, but we got it going. I, I don't think we're going to have Patrick Dosey Walker, though. I don't want to tempt fate, so I'm going to text my guy and let him know it's a no-go, bro. Hold on. I got y'all right here. Okay, now we back into it. That's on me. That's on me. It is what it is. We're not going to let that deter us from a good show here live at Hattie B. So thank you all 167 of y'all that are still here. Um, do me a favor, though, if you get a chance, uh, E. Do you have Patrick's number? Do you have Patrick Nosey Walker's number? Okay. All right, I'm gonna have to really see. This is what happens when you when you're 17 different people in one. You got to do all these these different things. I'm gonna get through the show myself, and then we'll, we'll we'll get through the other stuff and explain what happened. But audio issues, it's okay. We're here. We're live. We'll get into it. We're gonna talk about this matchup with the Cowboys' def- our offense against this Dolphins. Good defense. It's a good defense. We're, we're you know we're figuring they're figuring it out over the last two months of the season. They figure some things out. But like I said. We are here live at Hattie B's, and if you guys do not know, man, they're doing a whole lot of giveaways. They're doing a lot of different things to give back to the community, and one of the things that they're doing right now is a Christmas gift card giveaway, and it's easy, easy peasy, lemon squeezy to be nominated for it. All you have to do to win a $50 Hattie B's gift card for Christmas is go to A to Z Sports Dallas Twitter or A to Z Sports Instagram. You will see the post, and all you have to do, like it, repost it, and they will pick a winner uh, by Friday afternoon, and they'll get back to you. Also, if you not or are not aware, we still have the nomination for Teacher of the Month. You can win a $100 gift card uh, and lunch catered for you up to 100 staff members in your area. So the link is in the description. Just go in there and uh, hit that link, and we'll be good to go. So instead of messing around, and, and instead of trying to struggle through the audio issues, I'm going to jump straight into my Hattie B's hot take, and then we'll get to the breakdown here in a second. Come on. Come on back. Bow. There you go. I'm going to get right into my Hattie B's hot take. And it's simple, Cowboys Nation. We go on a road. I've been talking to you guys about this for what? Two weeks, it feels like. The last two weeks. So the Cowboys got two opportunities to clear their name in the sense of we can win on the road against a quality opponent, right? For me, 
Madby's hot take. You can call it lukewarm. You can call it mild. You can call it spicy. I'm just I'm just saying what it is. Ain't no statistical number. I'm not talking about somebody's going to have 300 yards, 150 yards. No, this is a must-win game Sunday. Whoa, Sky, you're doing too much. You're overreacting. Maybe, maybe th- th- that may be the case. But for me, I've been telling y'all for a long time. I believe this team is a good team. But this team is likely not going to have home field advantage. It's just not going to do it. They're probably going to have to go play on the road. At the very least, they're going to have to go to San Francisco and get the dub if they want to get to the uh, Super Bowl, right? So I'm 10 toes down on this one. Building confidence heading into the playoffs against a quality opponent on the road is more crucial than any other victory the rest of the way. Thus, must win. But it's not do or die, Sky. What are you talking about, man? You still going to go to the playoffs. You're right. Maybe this is me being selfish, but oh well, this is my Hattie B's hot take. And selfishly, I look at this one as a must win. Because think about it for a second. If you, a Cowboy fan, go in here against Miami and lay another egg, another one. Although I say they got to win, but let's just say they, they lose and they play well. I think you feel a little okay about it. But if they go out here and lay another egg, how much confidence is you going to have going into the playoffs? Don't worry. I'll wait. Not much. You're not going to have a lot of confidence going into the playoffs knowing you got to potentially go to Detroit, potentially go to Philly, potentially go to San Francisco. Hell, I'm going to say something that might sound a little crazy. If you keep losing on the road to quality opponents, let's just say the Saints win tonight and the Saints end up clinching the NFC South for whatever reason, and you have to go to Nolans, right? Not a great team over there, very average mid-team. But you don't think that whole thing is going to hover over your head in Dallas, the media, the pressure in, in, in the locker room, um, not just the pressure in the locker room, but then you go to New Orleans, right? You don't think they're going to be pushing that? Hey, I get it, man. We're a 9-8 and eight team or 8-9 and nine team, and we, we barely won the division. But what better way to get riled up against the Dallas Cowboys at home in the Superdome or Mercedes-Benz or whatever it's called now? And we know how tough it can be to play there when it's a playoff atmosphere. You think they're not going to push that? Hey, they can't beat nobody. They can't beat nobody on the road. They, they, they can't beat a playoff contender, right? Even though they beat the, you know, the Tampa Bay. You don't want to put that in their hands. So for me personally, I think this is a must-win Cowboys nation. And um, I know it's probably not a popular take, but it's the Hattie B's hot take. So here's what we're going to do, man. We're going to try to get pattern here i'm not really sure if it's going to work um pat said he's going to try to call in no 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 we don't want that no that's not what we want get 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 out of here come on man okay here's what we're going to do get rid of that pull you back up there we're going to try. We, we kind of going on the fly here. So, so Pat said he's going to call in. I'm joining the meeting. Pull that up. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, let's see. Check, check. We're, we're kind of doing this on the fly here. Pat, are you, are you in here? Oh, let me turn this up. Pat, Pat you, we got you? Man, barely, man. You see, I, I can hear the flute on got you. Cowboys Nation, do you guys have Patrick No C. Walker live? Give me a second, Pat. We're just trying to get a mic check. Um, yeah, yeah. Can y'all hear? Can y'all hear Pat Cowboys Nation? Let me know in the chat here. 
building the plane. <laughs> yeah, law. We built the plane. Wise, the plane done crashed. I'm trying to rebuild. <laughs> so they cannot hear you, Pat. Uh, it, they say no. Nah, they don't have you. See, this ain't a you thing, Pat. This is this is why I text you because this this the way that I'm doing it right now is not conducive to bringing it in. So I don't think we're gonna be able to get you, Pat. But um. I'm gonna hit you up after the show. I'll try something different, bro. I appreciate you, man. Ooh, Pat, Pat hurting y'all. And honestly, I, I I think this is a good thing here because we won't get Pat Nosey walk because the flu hit Pat down there in Dallas at the Star, and he, he wasn't feeling too great, and uh, he tried to push through. So appreciate my brother for trying to call in. Uh, but man, he didn't sound too he didn't sound too good. So we don't. There's no calls today. I'm gonna push through this. Uh, this is not the same setup as it normally is due to other complications. Uh, so no calls. No calls today. I'm just going to push through everything we do. So to bring this thing back to the Hattie B's hot take, uh, must win for Cowboys, in my opinion. Must win for Dallas to get on the road and gain some confidence, and it will not be easy. And um, here's why. We talked about the offense the other day. want to talk about the Cowboys or the Dolphins' defense today. We, we touched on a little bit yesterday with Vosh Lombardi. This defense is starting to figure it out, right? They're starting to 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 get it together. Yes, they lost to the to the Tennessee Titans a week ago. They're five, I think, five and one in the last six, and they've only allowed twenty one, uh, more than twenty one points once in their last seven games. And that guy right there, Jalen Ramsey, has returned to this defense and has made it a formidable one. So the some of their key players here, Jalen Ramsey, let's just say Zayvon Howard, not. Xavier Howard, uh, Javon Holland, and Bradley Chubb. That's just a handful of guys. They got some dudes over there, Cowboys Nation, uh, that that provide some problems for you. And when you go inside the numbers, the one man, and, and this was something I wanted to ask Pat if, if, if guys down there were feeling this way, the one man that everybody keeps talking about this week is that guy right there, Vic Fangio, uh, a very respected uh, defensive coordinator in the National Football League. One of my favorite defensive coordinators to study around the National You know, when Dan Quinn was about to get hired, he was the guy I was saying, hey, let's bring Vic Fangio in. Or at the very least, let's just let's just see if he's interested. Because I know after the Cowboys lost to the, to the Denver Broncos in 2021, Vic was, boy, Vic was talking. <laughs> Vic was talking some mess, man. He, he was all, you know, they just wasn't playing him right. I got the answers, right? I got the answers, Sway. And then that birthed blueprint. So everybody was saying, well, Vic Fangio has the blueprint on the Cowboys offense. Well, yeah, that was the Kellen Moore-led Cowboys offense. Nonetheless, what Vic does doesn't change. He didn't do anything different against the Cowboys than he normally did. And that same thing could be said this year. Now, he did mention that he's starting to tailor some of the things that he does towards his players, hence Jalen Ramsey. But this is what you get when you dive inside the numbers uh, with the Dolphins' defense. Two-high shell, the second most in the National Football League, of, of Vic Fangio staple. One-high shell, 30th. Thus, when you add that up, one plus one equals two, meaning they have the light box fourth most in the league. So when you see that, you say, oh, man, run on the ass, right? Technically, yes. You, you, you want to run on light boxes for sure. But what do we always say coming into these games or coming out of these games? We look at the film. You've got to be able to run with it or you're going to run. And you've got to be able to run against these light boxes. Teams know that. 
but teams haven't been as successful doing it. I think they've only given up over 100 yards once in the last five or six weeks, and they're averaging their fifth in the league in yards per carry on the ground, and a lot of that has to do with an underrated guy we'll talk about a little bit later. So Dallas, if they if they want to attack this defense on the ground, they're going to have to block it up, and they're going to have to be successful um, in doing so because they, they've been – when I say they, I mean the uh, Miami Dolphins. They've been tough uh, running the ball or playing against the run. But they're six in success percentage in man coverage. So this is a predominantly zone team. They'll mix in some man, but they're six in success percentage. And for me, when I really watch them and you look at the numbers, I think a lot of that got to do with Jalen Ramsey. Um, Jalen, since he's returned, you're seeing Jalen Ramsey be that guy. You're seeing Jalen Ramsey show that, hey, I didn't have any drop off. When they throw at him in man coverage, quarterbacks are only averaging 39.6 quarterback rating 39.6 well what about zone sky oh he's still doing his thing his own 23.3 or 23.4 quarterback rating against the zone so he's still good man he's showing that you know i'm still that guy out here and he's getting his feet up under him he just came back a handful of weeks ago um so you know their defense is, is reaping the rewards the benefits of having him back Jalen ramsey versus C.D. Lamb is going to be a blockbuster matchup if they were able to get it. We shall see because, you know, Jalen Ramsey doesn't necessarily travel a whole lot. um, And Lamb likes to go in the slot. So I want to read some quotes about this Vic Fangio defense because a lot of people aren't familiar with what he does. So let me read a couple quotes. And these are quotes from Miami. This is this is the Miami offense going against that defense. This is what uh, Tua had to say about it. He said, it's a very tough defense. It's hard to distinguish what's going to happen pre-snap and post-snap. I think Vic does a good job with his defense and aligning guys where they need to be aligned and making everything look the same for both run action, pass action. I think what I see a lot more this year with the defense is there's a lot of communication. It's a lot more than what I've seen in the past couple years. We talked about this, you know, in the offseason when discussing him a couple years ago after the Denver Broncos game, he his staple is to change the picture post-snap. His staple is to have smart secondary players back there for them to be able to communicate the way they're able to communicate. Now, we'll see what's up with Javon Holland. You know, he, he's hurt right now. He, he's been in and out the lineup the last couple of weeks or whatnot. We'll see if he'll play. Uh, concussion protocol, I believe it is, or a knee for him, concussion protocol for the other guy. Deshaun Elliott, Zayvon Howard, Jalen Ramsey, these guys are all veteran, smart, talented players, and I think that's why they're able to see this this defense communicate the way it's been able to communicate. Uh, This is uh, Durham Smythe on their scheme. He said, I think structurally the secondary obviously does a great job. Uh, A lot of smart guys in our secondary, and with Vic's defense, they can disguise things up until the last second. He said, what that does for us in the middle of the field on offense is number three receivers, tight end, slot receivers. You're looking at the safeties after the snap, and you're having to change your route five to ten yards down the field. So that can definitely get confusing at times. A lot a lot right there real quick I want to break down. Number one, this is kind of a sidebar. A lot of people always say, hey, Vic Fangio has Dak and Mike's number. Well, first of all, Vic played him one time, <laughs> one time. You know, you can't have somebody's number after one time. Now, if he does this again, then we can start seeing a pattern. But it's one time. So let's 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 chill on that a little bit. Number two, when Smythe says you're having to change your route five to ten yards on field 
So that can definitely com- get confusing at times. And now my now my my laptop or my computer is acting crazy. This is this is wild. Um. Anyway, I'll try to get through this. If y'all can hear me, we'll just try to do this, man, and get right through it. When you hear changing your route downfield, I think of Kellen Moore. I, I think of hey, these option routes. Hey, you, you know, what is the safety doing post snap? What is the corner? What is the linebacker doing? And then we make a, a change here. Yeah, this is getting not sure, Cowboys Nation, but this is what I'm going to do. Can y'all hear me? If y'all can hear me, I, I'll do this show. It'll just be an audio show. We'll just do a throwback like we do with um my guy Vosh did back in the day. Can y'all hear me? Because if y'all can hear me, we're good to go. Check, check. Can y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me? All right. We'll be cool. This is what we're going to do. We're just going to do the show without hearing me. How about that? All right. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. So, like I said, with with the Kellen Moore offense, I can see how this particular offense can be difficult to decide. Our defense can be can be difficult to decipher because you are now guessing. Now your quarterback is trying to figure out where your receiver is going to go. Your receiver is trying to figure out what's happening at the second and third levels. And there's miscommunication. I don't think that'll be the case in this one. And I know that that that, that might be a, a bit of a, a grand gesture there. But this offense is not about a bunch of option routes. Dak is going to know where Lamb is going to be. Dak is going to know where Cooks and all these other guys are going to be. It is going to be, to me, about Mike, Shadi, and Dak coming up with a game plan that doesn't have him back there to, to, to think a whole lot, doesn't have to have these receivers think a whole lot and changing routes in the middle of this damn, of their route. If we can do that, I think we'll be fine. And the here we go will be fine because we're not dealing with the same atmosphere or elements in Miami that you were in Buffalo. However, I will say this. I truly do believe we're going to have to get back to a ton of motion. For whatever reason, against the Buffalo Bills, maybe it's elements, maybe it's the crowd. I don't know. This is another question I was going to ask, uh, Pat. Why all of a sudden did you see the motion kind of greasing in this offense? You went from on the road in Carolina, 63% motion. On the road in um, Philly, almost 60% in motion. So from 63 high on the road here to, and then I think it was like 60-something percent in, in, in L.A. with the Chargers, to 44, that's a 20% decrease damn near. I would love to know why. Is it because it's too loud? But then Dak said, hey, that wasn't the issue. The communication was fine. I just don't get it. So I think the Cowboys are going to have to get back to doing a lot of pre-snap motion and post-snap action so that we can, get, we can dictate the coverage pre-snap or at least figure out where these guys are coming from. Uh, some type of identifier. I need the Cowboys to do some pre-snap motion stuff to get some type of identifier so you can know where Jalen or Zavin or Javon or Bradley, like where these guys are going to be lined up. If not, if you're going to go back there and see going to motion 40% or 44% or in San Fran it was 38. 38% of the time in San Francisco. If you're going to do that against this team, man – Vic Fangio is going to be grinning ear to ear, straight up. He's going to be saying thank you because now my smart secondary doesn't have to think. It's it's easy. It's easy money. So if Dallas comes out there and they're stagnant, this could this could be another difficult game where you know yards per per catch is low. Where we're not we're unsure. We're trying to figure out what's happening, and, and next thing you know, the other side of the ball can get get away from you. So I, I need them to roll out the exact opposite of at San Francisco and at 
Buffalo. If they do that, I have confidence in this offense moving the ball. If not, it could be a bit difficult here. Who are some underrated players on our defense? Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle, three-tech guy, uh, can get upfield quick. Uh, I like him a lot. I, we talked about him actually in the offseason. He, he's an underrated player for that defense. Shouldn't be underrated. Uh, Andrew Van Ginkle, six sacks. He's got a motor that runs hot, had a, a nice pick six against the commanders. Um, he, he's just a straight try-hard. I shouldn't say that because try-hard makes it sound like he ain't good. He's a good player, but his motor just runs. You know, he, he doesn't stop, so the, the play's not over. Um, if, if the play's never over. The, don't stop blocking this dude. I do worry a little bit about Terrence blocking him, not because I think Van Ginkle is just a specimen, but because he doesn't stop. He keeps going, he keeps going, he keeps going. He works his hands, he works his feet, he works his moves all the way until he can't do it anymore. What about the weaknesses on defense? The mouse in the house, if I'm Dallas and I'm trying to attack, I'm going into this game trying to isolate the nickel cornerback, Cater Kohu. He's allowed six touchdowns in this uh, season so far. It really doesn't matter where he's lined up, if it's zone or man, or how they play it, the scheme-wise. If it's zone, he has a 100 quarterback rating. If it's man, he has a team-worst 149.4 quarterback rating when targeted. I'm finding that guy all day. All day. If they want to put Jalen Ramsey on him, okay, then, then Cooks, Cooks. They want to put Zayvon Howard, they want to move him away, you know, put Cooks on Howard, or uh, Howard on Cooks, and then, okay, then, then, Turpin or or Gallup or whomever is co- is going to cook this kid because I'm just just quite frankly he's the mouse in the house. I'm just saying he's their most targeted player in the secondary for obvious reasons. And then if you say, well, what about somebody else? I would say Zayvon Howard, um, who's been okay, pretty decent in zone coverage, but he's not been that good in man. And let me see if I can bring me back here and see if we still lit up like a Christmas tree. Let's see if we still lit up like a Christmas tree. If not, we'll, oh, hey, we still we we, we still struggling with that. One. <laughs> it's, it's all good. It's all good. All right. So yeah, man, that's where I would attack. I would attack Cater Kohu. I believe that's how you say his name. Um, I would move these receivers and in, in, in pre-snap motion and post-snap action a whole lot. I would like to see Turpin get more involved. I would like to see more uh, d- deliberate pass attempts to the running backs. That's the one thing that was a little bit disappointing for me in Buffalo, y'all, is that against a, a team that played a lot of too high. You knew you were going up against a zone team, and we didn't have that same plan of attack that we did in, with the Jets, right, which is another vision defense. And that's, hey, get the ball out quick to our backs, get some yak going, get some screens going, and attack the the uh, the middle of the field up the seams with your tight end and your, and your wide receivers. We didn't do any of that. And I, I think the Cowboys, if they were to come out and do that against this team, we are one of the offenses. They haven't seen an offense, in my opinion, you know, like this. But if we come out and don't play like us, then we'll just look like we looked last week. But if we come out and play like who we are, pre-snap motion, attack the middle of the field, use use uh, Jake Ferguson, some some turpin on revert, not reverses, but uh, jet sweeps or whatnot, get some some screens out the backfield, get let Tony Rico get busy out there then I think we will be definitely be able to go blow for blow with these dudes. But if we're going to keep it basic, this is a defense that can chew you up if you're going to be basic, Cowboys Nation. That's just how I see it. All right, again, apologies. I can't get the phones going. Um, I, I figured that might be an issue, but it is what it is. We're going to get through this thing. 
Uh, let's see here. Toxic drop two in the super chat. Appreciate you. Says Scott, unlike DQ. <laughs> Stop talking. Unlike DQ, you made adjustments for the win. Trying, man. Trying. As my guy, Law Nation, the pioneer, one of these things said, we're building the plane while we're in the air. Uh, one thing that I did not talk about, and this was something we were going to talk about in the opener with Patrick Nosey Walker, is the injury report. And it's a lengthy one. It usually is at the beginning of the week because the Cowboys have a bunch of dudes that are resting. So I'll go down this injury report and talk about one potentially concerning thing. Uh, Brandon Cooks, he got an NIR rest day. He was limited. Joe Dowdle had the ankle. He was also limited. Uh, uh, Fayoko, he practiced in full, but he's still you know designated for return. He's in that window. We got a rest day for Gilmore, Demarcus Lawrence, Jordan Lewis, and Jonathan Hankins, we know, did not practice because he's he's not going to play. He's still dealing with the high ankle sprain. Malik Hooker. There's two guys on here. But let, let's get through the rest. Uh, Zach Martin did not practice. We know about the thigh. Obviously, something to, to take a look at and keep our eye on. Tony Pollard has a thumb situation, but he was full. But Malik Hooker did not practice. This will be a game that you want to see Malik Hooker back here, in my opinion. Um, you know you're going to play some zone. At least we should. If we don't, I, I personally think we could be in trouble. And zone doesn't necessarily mean, you know, you're playing 10 yards off the ball, off the receiver all day. You can obviously play press bail and still play zone. But you should be having some guys back there that, that can play the ball in the air better than a J. Ron Curse. You should have some cover guys back there. I would love to have Malik Hooker and, and Y.A. Thomas available in this game. But he did not practice, still dealing with the ankle. Today, I think, would be important, and obviously tomorrow. Uh, Tyron Smith. What are we talking about, Sky? I mean, Tyron Smith always gets a, a Wednesday, Thursday off. He does. He does. He usually does for a rest. If you haven't seen the injury report, y'all, Tyron Smith is out with the back right now. Tyron's back. I don't have the patience to jack with you today. I don't. I don't got the patience, Tyron. Come on, man. If his back is for real hurting, I better see DNP all week. Because the last thing I want to see happen go out here in, in, against Miami is Tyron's not able. He wakes up and his back is hurting and he can't play. Now, Zach Martin got the thigh thing and he can't play. And now we're out there with this makeshift offensive line again against a a defense that you're probably going to have to hold the ball a little bit. I don't like it. I'm going to just keep it a bean. Yeah, Special K, Cole 77. It's, it's, we ain't quite there yet, but I don't like DNP back. I like to see DNP not injury-related rest. That's what I like to see when it comes to Tyron Smith, not back. So we definitely have to keep an eye on that. Um, is it a, is it a surprising that Tyron Smith is, is dealing with something? No, this is this is late in the season. It happens. Everybody's dealing with something. But when Tyron's dealing with something, it's a little scary. It's a little scary. And um, that's it for the Matt Walesco. He practiced in full with the shoulder. But I, I need Malik out there, and I need Tyron Smith out there. I, I know this is going to sound crazy. If Zach Martin can't play, that sucks, right? I, we all want Zach to play. But if Zach and Tyron can't play, that's 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 trouble, man. Um, I don't think they're going to put Tyler Smith out there. It'll be Chumi Doga. 
and uh, Bradley Chubb is not, you know, Bradley Chubb, I don't, I don't think that's a, a great matchup. Um, he's a good player, but when Tyron's out there and he's healthy, I don't give a damn who's out there. Like, that's just how I feel. I feel like Tyron is playing at that type of level. Um, but this has to be a game plan where you're probably going to have to get the ball out quick anyway because you don't want to be playing around with the picture changing. Now, if they come out and they play a bunch of zone, they don't they do not do a bunch of exotic type of looks, yeah, you got to get the ball out, get it to your guys. If they try to get – Get a little freaky with it and play some man. You got to take advantage of that uh, because these this game. And I know last week I, when I did my hot, not my hot take, but I did my keys to the game. The cliches were out the window. I think the cliches play in this one where I say the game is one in the trenches. If Dallas can can block it up front and allow these wide receivers to find the spaces, I think we'll be fine. And same thing on the other side. Miami's offensive line all year has been dealing with guys in and out the lineup, in and out the lineup. Um, and recently, uh, they just lost Connor Williams. The Cowboys have, in my opinion, they have the advantage on that side of the ball. They normally do. They had the advantage going into Buffalo, and Buffalo ran it for 300 yards. But they have the advantage, and the Cowboys' off defensive line is going to have to get after the quarterback. Like we said yesterday, they're going to have to win early downs. They're going to have to win on first and second down because if they don't, and Miami gets in second and two like Buffalo was doing, third and one or third and two or no third downs at all because they're averaging 10 yards a damn carry on you, then it then your best thing that you do defensively is 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 mitigated, right? It's deleted, and that's rushing the passer. So it's going to have to be one in the trenches. The Osas of the Worlds, the Mozzies of the Worlds, D-Laws and the boys, they're going to have to play with reckless abandon. Not, I shouldn't say that because when you say reckless, you think hero ball would not. They're going to have to be bullies. Put it that way. You're going to have to bully this, this Miami offense line because you want to throw Tua off his target. You want to throw him off his game. We don't want him in rhythm, right? And you want to cause so much car accidents and traffic in the backfield that all that cool little cute little motion they like to do or they, they got a dude doing a spinner rooney and they trying to pull one of they, their average guards. You want to blow all that up because if you do not, Mostert and, 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 and A-Chain, it, they see a little bit of daylight and they gone. So this is going to be, this is definitely a, what do you call it, a cliche game. It's a cliche game. Game one in the trenches, man. Game one in the trenches. Uh, let me refresh this one. Again, my bad, y'all, for those. I mean, got a lot of people in there. I'm surprised, y'all. I appreciate you. But we, we got some things, some issues uh, technical-wise, but we're getting through it here. Let me get into the chat and wrap to you guys. We don't got the phones today, so I'll wrap to y'all in the chat as best that I can. So I'm going to scroll up here. You're probably wondering, well, why can't I y'all see me? Well, that's because, again, we got some issues <laughs> technology-wise. Um, any questions on to, on this week's game? Uh, fake effort? Uh, I mean, I don't I don't believe in fake effort. Let's see here. Toxic said, let's see how Dallas embraces the adversity and figure this thing out for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we, look, Dallas has done a great job over the last two years dealing with adversity. I haven't won back, lost back-to-back -back games. That's a, that's another thing about this. Brother, that was funny. He said, this is the, the uh, you ain't beat nobody bowl. Well, Dallas got at least one of them up, up, up under their belt. But this is also a situation where Dallas hasn't lost back-to-back. -back. Miami hasn't beaten a, a, a good team. Dallas isn't great on the road. Miami is great at home. Something has to give in this game. Something will give. Either Miami is going to be the good team 
or Dallas is going to beat a good team on the road and or Miami or Dallas is going to lose back to back on the road for the first time. Something is going to get we're going to come out of this game and say for the first time since, <laughs> you know, type of situation. And um, you know how it is with Dallas. It's always the first time since it seems like, man, it's always that. Let's see here. Run the damn ball, says Gerald. I, I mean, I'm torn on that one. I'm torn on that one. I'm going to tell you why I'm torn on it. Yeah, we were talking about this with, with Vach yesterday. Again, they're top five in the league, fifth overall, I believe, in yards per carry total. That means against running quarterbacks, too. They're even better when it comes to running backs. And, and it's one guy, y'all, and it's my guy that I like a whole lot, and that's David Long Jr. David Long Jr. is so underrated. I was upset the Cowboys didn't go after him, even though you're not expected. But he didn't cost you a lot. He's, in my opinion, the best. He's the best run-stopping linebacker in the game. All right, that could be a hot take, but oh well, I'll say it. He's one of the best, if not the best, run-stopping uh, linebackers in the game. Uh, the tape shows it. His average depth of tackle shows that he's top 10 in that. His run-stop percentage shows that he's top 10 in that. He is like a one-man wrecking crew. So if they can get a bot, not just a body, but if they can block up David Long Jr., then maybe we can we can stay in front of the change there, right? If they can't, if if TJ Bass, who has to start, gets to the second level and David Long making him look silly, if Tyler Smith and, and Tyler Biotis can't get to the second level and block this dude, he will wreck your game on the ground 100%. So you got to block this dude. You block him up, I do think you could have some type of success on the ground, at least to the point of being efficient. I'm not saying they got to, you know, have 175 yards, but if you can get out of there and you're averaging over four and a half yards per carry and you did hit that 20, 25 carry mark, that means we're staying in front of the chains and we're getting in third and favor, third and manageable situations. Getting third and manageable situations. Uh, Sky, how was Miami's O-line against pressure? Not great, Bob. Uh, a lot of it is interior-wise, but they're dealing with, you know, like I said, all year they've been dealing with injuries up front. But the biggest one right now has been Connor Williams. Um, they're they're not a great offensive line. That's been the case all year, and they've still been able to be a track team, right? So they they've learned how to adapt to their offensive line. You just got to punch them in the mouth. I you know I, I don't think this is you you've played much better offensive lines. But the reason why I you know I say this kind of begrudgingly, <laughs> hashtag ass guy. The reason why I say this begrudgingly though, Lamitra is because the Buffalo Bills' offensive line is not great. It wasn't a great offensive line. And you got punched in the mouth. So, you know, go show me that, you know, an average offensive line. Is, look, I'll say the same thing for San Fran. San Francisco's offensive line was Trent Williams and a bunch of dudes. And you, you, you couldn't get it done against them. My, Buffalo's offensive line was uh, Deion Dawkins and a bunch of dudes, in my opinion. Couldn't get it done against them. Miami's offensive line is Teron Armstead and a bunch of jacks. So go out there, punch them in the mouth, because you are the better defensive line against that offensive line. But, uh, you know, it's just it's another one of those, hey, let's, let's just go and see. Prove it. Show it to me. Show it to me. Because last week you had the advantage. You got bullied. Uh, Towboat Ty dropped five and says, since Big Hank is out, do you think they'll try to bang up the middle even, even though they're on a – they're run outside a tackle kind of team. Merry Christmas, bro. Thank you, Tobo Ty. Um, yeah, I think teams will test us without Hank, but you know, my thing is do what you do great, right? 
I don't necessarily think Miami needs to change who they are, which is running the ball outside, 136 rush attempts to the edge with 10 touchdowns, averaging over five yards per carry. I don't think they need to change that up because guess what? If you pop on the Buffalo tape, where did Buffalo eat? On the outside. <laughs> so, you know, Miami, I don't think they'll, they'll change what they do. I think you'll see them get to the outside. And this is why I said the Cowboys have to rally. They got to rally to the ball. They got to play that edge defense. And the E at the bottom of the edge was effort. Right. And then the E at the top was edge, <laughs> edge discipline. So uh, you got to contain on the edges. You got to have the effort. You got to have six, seven hats to the ball when they are running to the outside and make them have to do a whole bunch of zigzagging. They're good at it, but make them have to do that. Because if they get to the outside and they plant that foot and they see nothing but an alley, you're not catching a chain. And Mozart, even though he's a veteran, he's still fast and he, he brings a little pop behind his pad. So, um, yeah, sure, those might, they might test Hank or might test the middle without Hank, but that'll be more with some, you know, motion stuff, some weird trap stuff. Uh, we talked about it with Okoye. They'll do some weird rinky-dinky things because they don't have the interior to just man up and beat you. But um, that, that rinky-dinky stuff that, hey, we're going to make your linebacker think, we've seen that before in Arizona. Arizona didn't just flat out maul you. Arizona was making you look left, go right, and then next thing you know, you got a guard right on uh, uh, Clark or LVE or, or Bell at that time. So you know, you're going to have to be disciplined in this game, and you're going to have to contain the edge and make them funnel it back into uh, some of your linebackers. Shout out to you, Glenn. Appreciate your drop two and said, Cowboys must win time of possession in this game. <laughs> Hell yeah, Glenn. If it was one game to win time of possession, I'm not giving Miami's 18 opportunities at it, 100%. Even if you're playing well, you, you, it all it takes is one, right? Because that team is a track team. So you're right, man. Let's let's definitely win the T.O.P., but I don't want to play scared ball either, right? I don't want to do that. Sam Williams and D.A. need to be on the edge, not Micah. I mean, that's yeah, that's not Micah's game, right? That's not Micah's game at all. You know, he's got to obviously when he's asked to do it, he's got to do it. But, you know, you know Micah's trying to obviously either A, make a play, B, he's not a, in my opinion, a full time edge rusher. So if you get some bodies on him, two guys on him, it's not difficult to really deal with him and move him in the game if you're running right at him. It's he's best when he's moving around. That's just, I mean, that's facts. I know this is like a huge topic on Twitter. I don't, this is not nothing new, but I guess because of Buffalo, what they did. It's, it's popping back up. Uh, Jay said they got tree trunks for legs and they're getting and, and getting moved aside. Are you talking about our defensive line? Sure. Sure. Uh, Lowe said time of possession plus red zone. Y'all remember what I said last week about red zone, right? Uh, to me, that was one of the keys of the game. Buffalo was three for three when it mattered. Dallas was 0 for 1 when it mattered. And look what happened. If you hold in the field goals, you stay in that game. Instead, you got tutties. I saw Sam Wilson's name pop up. Captain America said, watch us lose on the Sam Wilson tutty. You know, I'm kind of a little like, man, we could have won out and got said. We don't need said, right? He, you know, we're going to trade for him. But said hasn't hasn't been given a lot of opportunities in Miami because of their, their weaponry out there. But when he's his number's been called, man, he's been making some plays. He has, he has some good catches. Uh, they tried to do a little trick play with him because it said Wilson. But, uh, you know, said is still said. Said is, I think, is still a quality a role-playing wide receiver that any team, I think, would love to have. He's going to do the special teams things. He's going to go in there, work hard. Um, if you need him to step up in your wide receiver three, he can do that. You need him to go outside, he can do that. You need him in the slot, he can do that. But 
he's not being asked to be counted on right now. It's Tyree Kill and it's Jalen Waddle. And uh, will Tyree Kill play? Because my whole breakdown is, is about Tyreek playing. I'm just keeping it being. But Tyreek didn't practice. He didn't play last week, but he going to play. Oh, you know, Tyreek going to play. Yeah, come on, man. Ty- Tyreek ain't missed the Jets game to miss the Cowboys game. Y'all know that. Should Quinn consider a 3-4 defense? Um, We, we kind of do 3-4 stuff. We're a multiple defense, but that's not in Quinn's DNA. If the Cowboys want to move to 3-4, you need to go get a 3-4 coordinator. Right? Like, you need to go get a guy who has a ton of experience in that. Uh, that, but, but that's not Quinn's M.O. Quinn has switched up some things once he discovered he can do stuff with these safeties and 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 obviously do stuff with Micah and whatnot. But but that's not in Quinn's DNA. He's a, he's he's kind of morphed into a multiple defense of coordinator. But if you want three, four, go get you a guy that knows how to do three, four multiple, not four, three multiple, even though we barely do that. This is like nickel multiple. So, no, I, I don't I don't think Quinn would would switch to three, four. Uh, and if you want to switch to three, four, if I'm Mike, because Mike is, y'all got to remember, Mike won bowls with a three, four defense. Mike had Don Capers, who was a three, four mastermind. Uh, Mike understands. He knows what, it, what, it's, what it's like to run three, four over there. Go get you a three, four guy, right? Go get you a guy that can do those things. Um, so no, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think, I don't think Dan would, will go a complete 180 on what he is in his DNA, but uh, I'm, I'm never opposed to three, four. In fact, because we've been 4-3 so long, I, and I, I haven't been on air, I'm actually a huge 3-4 fan. Nowadays, though, t- you know, the league is different. The league is, is, is so much spread it out. 11 personnel is the base personnel. It's not a run league anymore. So 3-4 is not, you know, a, a super-duper thing. Um, but I, I was a, I'm a huge fan of it. A lot of the great defenses, you know, in the, in the 2000s, you know, the Steelers, even the Broncos are running it. Uh, I, I like the three, four D. I think it's, you can do some cool things with it. I think a guy like Micah could thrive in it. He could thrive in it standing up as an OB uh, OLB or could thrive in the middle, I think. But um, I will. Hey, look, I'm welcoming. You wonder why I said Vic Fangio is a guy I was very interested in. He's a three, four guy um, and he's been around. But yeah, I would love it, man. I'm a, I'm a huge three, four fan. But we've been four, three for so long. We tried the three, four with Bill, right? That was we had Bill and then. Um, they brought it Bill, Wade, and then Rob, right? And I wasn't on air, so y'all couldn't know my opinions on it. Um, I was a 3-4 fan then. Rob kind of got a bit crazy with it, and they said we're done with it because historically speaking, and you know Dallas, they love their history, right? So they historically speaking, he said, we're going to go back to 4-3. This is what we know. We know 4-3 and brought in Rob Marinelli, and ever since we've kind of been a 4-3 defense. Uh, but I'm a big fan of 3-4 Cowboys Nation. Devil Dog said, I hear you, Sky, but we have to stop the run somehow. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have to stop the run 100%. Marcus Hardison said, DQ is a safety-playing linebacker guy. Yeah, man, he, um, like I said, the whole Keanu Neal role, we thought, I shouldn't say we. If you go pay attention to how he was drafting backers and, and then obviously the Marquise Bell thing, he was really trying to figure out that role and, and thought that he could he, he found something. Uh, the problem is he he wasn't wrong in the sense of this is a passing league. You need some backers that can do multiple things. Uh, the problem, though, is if you run into a team that is able to do what the Bills or the Niners are able to do to you, you can technically get in trouble with it. But I don't think Quinn is, is all the way wrong there. It's just that, boy, 
when a team decides to do they to run like that, think about it. Y'all can't see my hands right now, but the spectrum's been crazy. It's like either the Cowboys are good to decent or teams run all over. I mean, how many t- – seriously, I would love to go look at the top defenses where how many teams have run the ball for over 200 yards three different times on you in a season. It's really – that's a strange – it's either 250, 88, 100, maybe 110 because you got a running back or a running quarterback. But it's not like in the middle. It's 250 or nothing. And that's just kind of – that's just kind of crazy. Uh, Fehoko and Tank at edge – some maybe next year, T Dub. I, I don't. I don't think Fayetteville gonna get get rolling. But if you're talking about like three four, how to build the three four, I think you you do have to draft it. I'm old school guy. In, in my in my in my behind the times here, are they still drafting uh, the Marcus Spears of the world at three four? Y'all y'all do y'all know what the three four body type was? You know, in the two thousands and the nineties, are they still doing that? The the six five. 290 to 300 pounds, you know, five techs. Are they doing that anymore? I mean, I don't know. We don't we don't run three, four no more. We don't draft that, so I don't really look at that. But that's kind of the staple of the three, four up front, right? You got the fat Haloti Naha in the middle, and then you got the six, five, 295, 300 on the edge. It's a dying breed. I, I'm not, I'm not, Princess said no. Okay, I'm I'm not uh Steelers and Pats are okay. So the, see that makes sense because the Steelers are, they, they that's that's what they do, that's what they do. What's what's buff or what's um what what are the Ravens doing, y'all? Are they are they still doing the three four stuff? Not really, T Dub. Okay, yeah, I'm 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 a little old school when it comes to that. So so what is it now? Like six? Are they doing like six four now? Two two sixty? Is it looking more like D Laws out there? Uh, Marvin says, Sky, what defense would you play against Miami? At least change this up, the picture up. One. I'm going to try to bring myself back here again. Let's, let's, let's see. Let, 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 let's see what happens here. Let's see if I'm still blurry. All right, we're cool. All right, all right there we go. Let's get back to it. Uh, what defense would you play against Miami? Single high would be barbecue chicken for Tariq and Waddle. I would not play single high. I would I would mix this thing up uh, between cover two men, right? Like you're going to have to play some man sometimes and cover four. And I know that sounds scary to say you're just going to give them underneath. No, I mean, I would still I would still play up on them sometimes. Even if it's not press bail, I'm in your chest and then I'm bailing type situation. But I would play a combination of cover two man and cover four. I'm not allowing y'all to get behind me. I'm going to make two or make the tight window throws. He's been doing it. He's fantastic at it. But, hey, man, look, he's not going to be perfect at it all the time. And then if, if I play kind of in these wide receivers' face before I bail, maybe then Tua has to hold that ball for the extra tick, and I think the Cowboys' defense line can get to him. But there's not a chance in hell I'm rolling out cover one. No way. No way. And I'm not even, I'm not even trying to be cute and change the picture after. Like, oh, look, it looks like cover one. Now let's see if J. Ron Curse can run back in the conference. I'm not playing with that. No, sir. No, sir. What would y'all play for those who, who the, the, the ex and no aficionados? Uh, what would y'all play in this game? Because the damn sure ain't playing no, no cover one on them. Nope. 
Will Izzy get more tick in this game? I doubt it. You know, I doubt it. You saw Izzy play and, and, and Wanye play because because Hooker played. Now, if Hooker doesn't play, maybe you'll see Izzy, Izzy out there a little bit more. Sure. Uh, make, I saw Sam Williams. Make Sam set the edge? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sam, Sam and um, D-Law, right? And again, I'm torn on it. Is, is this a, a Michael Parsons? Well, he's not going to play linebacker, but I just, I'm just thinking in my head, we talking out loud. If they're going to be running sideline to sideline, man, and if Michael Parsons can do that with the best of them in the world, you know, hey, you know, just me. You know. Blitzing Michael Parsons from the A guy, hey, you know, I think that would work because then Tyreek, you know. Somebody had mentioned, I don't know if it was in here, I don't know if it was on Twitter, I can't remember where I saw it. Uh, because two was a left-handed quarterback, right? So the left side, which would be the Cowboys' right side, which is where your edge rusher, Michael Parsons, would normally, your, your speed rusher would be rushing from, it's not his blind side. That could be a little bit of an advantage. What do you mean, Scott? So usually the right-handed quarterback, the blind side, it's called the blind side because they don't see him coming, right? He's He's throwing the ball, he's his eyes, he doesn't have eyes in the back of his head. But if he knows 11 is there and I can see him in my vision because I'm a left-handed quarterback, two of his process might speed up a little bit. He might get a little scared, right? Like he might get a little antsy, his feet might get going. And we've seen, I've seen uh, Oakland do it. I've seen Kansas City, Philly, and Tennessee. If you speed up his process, if you make Tua get antsy back there, he's not making plays off schedule. That's just not his game. And um, if you play some of that zone behind it, now I got bodies back there with Tua trying to run around and make a play. So I do think that's a little interesting. Do you do you say, hey, sideline and sideline in this game, which linebackers, or do you say, hey, Michael Parsons can can scare the hell out of Tua Tungvaloa because I see him coming. You know, it, it's kind of the opposite of, of blind side. You always want your speed rusher on the blind side because they can't see him coming. But if I see Michael Parsons in my vision, that makes me a little bit more nervous. So. Something interesting. Something interesting. Let's see here. Fatties only. Somebody said, Rich, are you crazy? Rich said cover zero. And uh, look, I don't know if y'all saw the little, whatever they call it, the hard knocks in the season. Cover zero worked from time to time against uh, with Tennessee. Now, I might play a cover zero a lot. And uh, Mike McDaniel said, hey, this is my fault. Mike McDaniel's checked himself in front of everybody. It's my fault. Mike said, I'm a button on this one. I sure enough don't. Sorry. Mike said, I ain't shit. That's basically what he said. He said, I got to be better against cover zero. Um, and I think he will have an answer. But given, given the speed they have out there, if they're healthy, if you're going to send six, seven, eight dudes, I'm dropping back off the back foot. Go get it, Rick. Just go get them ball. It is a high percentage throw or a low percentage throw, and a high percentage chance is incomplete. But uh, I'll be I'll be careful with that one. Cover four, he said. Cover four, hell nah. You get exposed, bro. You're gonna get exposed in in a, in a lot of these things. But I'm dropping back a lot of guys in this one. What are you running, sumo cat? Cover five, hooker too high. Tam too high Tampa with Bell Clark Parsons. AD, who's AD? Evans four under. Yeah, so from so yeah, I guess you can run some Tampa. You can run some Tampa. That's still covered. That's a regular cover too. Uh, but you gotta play some man. You gotta play a little bit of man in this game. You ain't gonna be able to run zone the whole damn time. 
Marcos dropped five. Scott, what do you think about playing Sam at linebacker? No. I mean, I, I keep seeing this question, but I'll answer it more in depth. Um, linebacker is not just size. Linebacker is not just speed. It's not just physicality. Like, you got to know what you're seeing. You got to – I don't think Sam has it from the neck up just right, right now to play linebacker. Damn sure not this year. If you're going to do that with Sam, I think you're going to need a whole offseason and a whole season of training to train him differently to be a linebacker. I, I don't I don't think – I think we – we look at Madden, we just say, hey, let's go put the fast guy back there and boom. But I don't think Sam Williams is, is a linebacker. I don't think he'll ever be a linebacker. But uh nah, I'm not I'm not running him out there to be a linebacker. Unless he shows in the offseason, he's all of a sudden become this high IQ player. But you, you gotta have you gotta have some sense of uh I'm trying to be nice, but you, you you gotta have some sense of of uh knowing what you're doing at that level. And I don't think Sam would is all I'm gonna say. DC Hard said, hey man, cover and hit anything that effing moves. Bite a couple elbows at the bottom of the pile. <laughs> I do think you got to change the picture a little bit though. And I don't care about changing the picture deep, Cowboys Nation. I I changed the picture in that intermediate level because that's where Tua likes to hit that back foot and, and get it out. So if you could change that picture with a rover or you, you know you I don't even mind mugging the A-gaps and then pulling back. You know, I, I don't mind any of that. But you do got to change the picture in that 15-under uh, area because that's where Tua has been deadly accurate. And then if he says, all right, nothing's there, I'm going to try to, you know, throw a YOLO ball, that's where you're seeing a lot of his interceptions. But I feel you, man. Bite the elbows, pinch pinch somebody. I don't care what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, T-Dub. Yeah, Sam would have to read the keys. What are you running, Sumo? I don't even let Sam blitz from linebacker. He got a safety playing line. Well, he does have a safety playing linebacker, and, that, and that's an issue, 100%. Brother L says Sam is a is currently a blunt object. Hard hitter says we'll run cover two. That's, that's where I'm at with it. Cover two, cover two, man. And at, at times, run some cover four. Co- cover cover anything that ain't cover one. Let's put it that way. Anything that ain't cover one. You got to change the picture up. If you go out there with the same picture, Mike McDaniels ain't stupid. Two ain't stupid. So you got you, you have to be to mix it up. I think I said that on Twitter to somebody. Marquise Bell's not a linebacker. He not, he's, he's not, but but that's, that's where he at, man. That's where he at right now. Just Blaze said, run, hit, talk shit. You do gotta have it at. Uh sugar, sugar, sugar daddy Williams said a mix of two, three, and four. I agree. I agree. Three a bit three a bit funny. They they've they got some cool plays against three. We showed that yesterday with a Koye, but but I don't think it's a terrible idea to mix in cover three from time to time, too. Um, you gotta make sure though your backers get the right amount of depth because if they if they one little step off of a play action or just trying to be too aggressive, it's going right behind your ear, man. Right behind your ear. Uh, DP Slam and Fowler at outside. Put Mike in the middle with Evans. Tank and Osa at the fives and uh, force one-on-ones, but have to have multiple run stoppers and pass rushers in place of Hank. Mozzie at zero. He says that's fixed. Yeah, they're not going to run into that. Dan Quinn is not a he's not a 3-4 guy, man. He, he's a he's a 4-3 multiple dude. And to see, that's the, that's the other Madden thing there, too, is that like you can run these things to mix it up, but much like I just said about a linebacker, 
the keys are different. You're reading different. Your responsibilities are different. The, what you're asking these guys to do are different. That's going to take time to do. So to, to fully switch to 3-4, you can't just up and do it week 15, right? That has to be done in April. That has to be done with a, a new coordinator coming in to switch it up. It can't be done in week 15. Um, it's just not it's just not possible. You know, we can throw a bunch of bodies and names in there as we want, like it's Madden, but but then every, now, now the responsibilities are changing. You know, do these guys know how to do said thing? And, and a lot of these guys have never even played in that under Dan Quinn or in, in general. So I don't think they're going to do it. Uh, I'm a 3-4 fan, but I think you have to draft for that, and I think you have to implement that throughout the offseason. I don't think you just up and do it and change it right away. I don't think you can do that. <laughs> Princess said, damn, just cover, period. Tackle somebody. Just tackle somebody. I agree. No cover, zero or one, 100%. All right, get a couple more in here before we get up out of here. We are live at Hattie B's. Yeah, JB2B, we ran 3-4 plays. That's, <laughs> that's different than being a 3-4 team like we're discussing. And I, that's part of the multiple. He'll run 3-4, 5-2, 4-6, bare front. We're running all these type of cool little different plays. But when you are a base 3-4, the whole game has changed now. Now you have to draft to be that. You have to implement that throughout the offseason. You can't just up in week 15 say, all right, everything's changing. We are a 3-4 team now, and this is what we're doing heading to the playoffs. You know what's going to happen? You're going to run into what happened when we had old boy, the mad scientist back there. What was his name? Uh, Rob Ryan. Everybody's like, hey, man, what, what, what do I do here? What do I do here? Next thing you know, phew, you got a deep ball. Or you, got a, you got a gap that's not filled right or something like that. We don't want miscommunication. And, uh, and I think that, me personally, I think that's what's going to happen if you try to change your – like this is kind of crazy to say, but to change your scheme completely – and week 15 in the season is unheard of. You just don't do that. Uh, but if you're a multiple team, you have plays like that. But if you want to change it completely, which I'm all for, I love 3-4, it has to happen in the offseason. And you probably got to get rid of Dan Quinn if we're keeping it a bean. He's not a 3-4 guy. You need to bring in a 3-4 guy. To under Vic Fangio. Go read some of the uh, – uh, some. Of, I think it was Javon Holland who said, hey, man, this is a completely different scheme than we were running previously. Um, and, and they needed the whole offseason to understand that and change that. And now we're seeing them turn into a formidable defense because it, it takes some time. Um, so, you know, it, it sounds good to just throw these players in these positions. But once we put on the realism hat, we all know, you know, it takes time to do these things. And the Cowboys don't have time. That's all. They just don't have time. I don't know that DQ lied, Sumo. He says, DQ lied. We were supposed to be hybrid team, but that changed after year one. I think we're a hybrid, Sumo. Um, but I, do, I don't think our base and our principles are are are, are the fabricated in 3-4. I just don't think. Sky, shouldn't, shouldn't curse be replaced? He hasn't matched his play in previous years. He's no longer an asset. Quinn appears to be loyal, and he's making us. I wish I could know more about it. Um, shouldn't 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 curse be replaced? I think curse curse's role should be diminished. Does that make sense? Curse's role should be diminished. I think we should let let let's see what um let's see what what Wanye can do in that role. Or I think Bell is 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 perfect for that role. Um, I don't know, man. I'm. I think the fall from grace for curse is kind of just damn. You know what I mean? Maybe 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 I'm being too light on. 
maybe maybe it should be replaced. I don't know. It's just weird with Curse Man right now. Really, really weird. And and is it loyalty? Can I say something? I don't know if it's loyalty, or I don't know if 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 it's Curse saying. I think I, I wish a mother would. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Coach is supposed to have the final say. Of course I get it. I don't think we have anybody behind him with enough juice to push the staff. Enough juice to say, I don't give up that you, J-Ron, curse. Is he young? He ain't going to do it. Wanye, man, Wanye trying to get out there, man. Wanye just trying to get out there. Hey, coach, what can I do? Just get me out there. I don't think there's enough juice behind him. And J-Ron is a mother effer. J-Ron, he, he, ain't, he don't come from the Hope Creed. J-Ron come from, I, I wish a mother woods. You know what I'm saying? So I think that might be a little part of it. I'm just throwing something out there. And I don't mind that in, 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 in my defender, right? I don't mind my defender having a little, a little crazy like that. Sumo said he big bro in that locker room, so it ain't no way. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Who, who challenging? Who? I'm trying to think who he might have had in years past. Like maybe a Keanu Neal if he was here, but but but. Just based off what I remember, his personality, that ain't Keanu Neal's personality. You would have needed, like, a Roy Williams. All right, let's, we can go ahead and throw some names out there. Roy Williams. Um, Barry. Barry Church. You need, like, a Barry Church or somebody like that, but I, I don't know that we got, we got somebody that's really going to push Big Bro up out of there. And he's still, and like you said, so he's still Big Bro in there. They still, that's still my guy. That's still Curse. We boys, you know? Um, DP, I agree. So I, I do think Bell pushes Curse out of next season. I think our scheme is in place very much because front office wants him out there. Where is Izzy? Yeah, I think Bell is the, the replacement for Curse 100%. Um, where's Izzy? 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 I wish a mother would. <laughs> That's what's happening right now, man. <laughs> um, I was a little shocked. Let me tell you this. I was a little shocked we didn't see Izzy play a little bit more on the roof. I do wonder if they're out on Izzy as a free safety. They've been trying to Izzy at corner, man. And if Izzy ain't out on the boundary, I'm, I didn't put his ass at safety. You know, they, they had a lot of uh, Wanye at free, and, and I'm cool with that because Wanye brings a physicality with the coverage aspect, and they didn't really throw a lot. Uh, so, yes, yes, uh, J. Ron Curse's contract is up. His contract is up. And look, Izzy not not Izzy and Izzy and J Ron's position are too different, I think. I don't think you want Izzy playing the force role, big nickel in the in the that's not really what he is. You want him either playing on the boundary or you want him playing on the roof and using that length and that that cornerback, you know, cover skill back there. Just Blaze said Pac-Man would have had words, 100 percent All I got for you that I think that might have been able to man, nah, 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 nah. Maybe Barry, maybe and definitely Roy. Um, this is going. This I'm taking it way back. But Woody, 
Because Woody kind of came in, you know, as a backup per se, right? Like Woody had to fight his way in a sense, not necessarily, but he he kind of was a, a a role player before he became Woody, right? And Woody was so good, he was forced to be put out there. Woody didn't take no mess. I know he's this upstanding citizen, and hey, man, if you need to go to a car wash, I'm what Darren Woodson, like yeah, nah, but that wasn't Woody when he played. <laughs> he wasn't doing the commercials like that. You know, looking at you in the eye in the camera and say, vote for Woody. No, Woody was a mother. You know what I mean? I think a guy like Woody would, would have been able to do it. Roy Williams, Barry Church, somebody like that. For sure. For sure. Hey, look, before we get up out of here, though, do me a favor. If you are in the DFW area and you want to potentially get a $50 gift card all you have to do is go to any of our social media outlets on twitter instagram um and i believe might even post it here on youtube can't remember like the post share it uh be like or or or, or subscribe to all of our outlets right and then you will be picked to be one of the winners for the christmas card giveaway presented by hattie b's hot chicken cowboys nation you know what I love? You don't hear the, the crazy banging or nothing like that going on back here because down here in Deep Ellum at the new Hattie B's location, everything is up and running and beautiful down here, Cowboys Nation. Come on through because no conversation about the best Nashville-style hot chicken is completed without a serious mention of Hattie B's, which was founded in Nashville. Shouts out to our mother company over there. 2012, Hattie B's is renowned nationally for its authentic hot chicken. And the new location is here in Deep Ellum, downtown Dallas. And they got all types of heats from their chickens from Southern, which is no heat, mild, medium, hot to damn hot. And the Daredevil's dream. Shut the cluck up. The link is in the description. You can sign up for either your delivery or be a part of the rewards program. Just use A to Z sport or A to Z Dallas for the code. And also, once again, if you know a teacher in the DFW area, who you want to nominate for our teacher of the month with your help. We will give back. We will give thanks and celebrate the amazing teachers around us for all the incredible work that they do. So again, in the description, nominate that teacher and they will be provided a lunch up to a hundred, 100 staff members. And of course, on top of a $100 gift card, Cowboys nation. Let me just say this. Give, give yourselves a hand here for, or a bomb squad. Oh, you know what? Bomb there we go. Squad! Because y'all stuck around with me, man. That 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 means that means a lot. We struggle getting in up in here. We we struggle with the audio. We struggle with the camera. We struggle with some things, but we push through. And like my guy, uh, Toxic Tom said, we made some adjustments. Sometimes life is not going to go your way. It ain't about. When you get punched and knocked down, it's about how you get up, right? Like all that cliche stuff. It, it matters even the little things like this. And uh, I truly do appreciate y'all for sticking with me uh, during this this craziness that happened this morning. Here's here's what's going to happen. Today, Mo will be back on later tonight for the final show of the week, which is the final show A to Z in general. Off tomorrow to get some form of a holiday break going on. It is Christmas Eve on Sunday, but we will be working, obviously, on Sunday. Me and Jesse Holly will be live. Uh, not out, almost said it, live at Walk-Ons. We will not be live at Walk-Ons. We will be live here on YouTube for the game day live, pregame, halftime, postgame show against the uh, Miami Dolphins. So we won't be out there live, but you can check us out here. Here Monday is Christmas. Make sure you enjoy 
the holiday with your family on Christmas Tuesday. I will be back. Okay, so that's the schedule. All Friday, we'll be back here Sunday, and then obviously Monday we will not be available. We will not be here for Christmas, but we'll be back kicking it Tuesday through Friday to give you guys as good as quality content as we could possibly can, man. Uh, again, appreciate y'all. Good questions in the chat today. Um, I, I, I truly do. I mean it. I'm thankful that you guys stuck around while we pushed through this, man. Um, yes, we called an audible, Ryan. We called an audible. We got a bunch of content creators that will still be live throughout the day. Make sure to go check out my guy, Law Nation, uh, who, who was in here in the chat. He'll be dropping his show here soon, so go check him out. Appreciate your love coming through. Um, I might... I might hop on somewhere else throughout the week. We'll see. You never know with me. I'm always chilling, but you never know with me. But I'll be back here on Sunday, so make sure y'all come through. I still think I have my button, though. Oh, I sure do. We out here, Cowboys Nation. If you are having a long extended weekend, I remember I used to work at a to work in the office and this was the week where ain't nobody in there if you one of those enjoy your weekend man have a, a, a merry christmas we'll be here on sunday but for those who may not be enjoy the holidays we got